0: Hey friends, this is Brendan McCauley with Growing Entrepreneur. Look, if you want to improve your communication skills, you need to be listening to the Art of Communication podcast with the man, Greg Rice.
1: Welcome to the Art of Communication, where entrepreneurs learn to grow their business more effectively through mastering their ability to connect to others. Whether you're looking to increase revenue, widen your network, or just getting others to buy into your vision, we'll help you dramatically transform your business and life by communicating more effectively, improving your leadership skills, and reinvesting time back into your family. You're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and your life. So let's start the conversation with your host, Greg Rice. What's up,
2: guys? Today, I got to interview Brendan McCauley. Brendan is the founder of The Growing Entrepreneur, where he helps coaches to grow and to automate their businesses. He's also the author of 13 Principles to Achieve Greatness and the host of The Growing Entrepreneur podcast. And we talk about a bit of a unique communication topic, right? Something I think is often overlooked, which is how do you organize and manage all of the different communication that you want to have with your customers and your prospects? I can tell you I often become overwhelmed with Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, email, so many different channels I'm trying to communicate through it at once in so many different messages. It's very hard to manage. So we talk about keys to managing that and how Brendan helps the coaches that he works with do that effectively. We also talk about how to generate strong content and strong lead magnets and even some of the key lessons that he's learned from interviewing entrepreneurs on his podcast. So as I mentioned this isn't an an often overlooked space um, but a, a space that Brendan is definitely an expert in. So he shares some great tips that can help us all get a bit better at it. Brendan welcome to the Art of Communication podcast. Really excited to have you on today, man.
0: Hey, pleasure to meet you and thank you for allowing me to uh, come on and share some wisdom with your audience.
2: <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, um, you do a lot of work with entrepreneurs today helping them really grow what they're doing and I'm excited to dig into the idea around, you know, we communicate with folks in so many different ways. How do we manage that process more, mm-hmm. more effectively? Um, so, I'm excited to dive into that. But Before we do, I'd love to just get um Some background as far as you know how you ended up going down this this path of the growing entrepreneur
0: yeah i I think uh at all- if anyone's kind of seen maybe my previous episodes or other, other ones I've done, I really kind of break down, you know, what even got me into this entrepreneurial realm to begin with. But uh, long story short, struggled with weight when I was a kid. And as I kind of made that transition I learned how to not only uh, change myself physically, but to master myself mentally, which got me really into this realm of coaching, which led to personal development and just wanting to become like that best version of myself. And through that, I just had this, this burning desire to really want to help others the same way To go from you know where they are to where they want to get to and i just found that that became like a huge passion of mine and through that i also i I kind of started with like network marketing that was sort of like my first taste into entrepreneurship and i love that concept of being able to have like you know my own time my own schedule not really feel like i had to answer to somebody else so i sort of did that that normal nine to five thing that everyone kind of goes through so you know you go through you get your degree you get into your nine to five and then that was just kind of what life was And about five years ago to like almost this date, I said, you know what? I want to try my own thing. I want to do this on my own. And, uh, and so I decided to just cash in my four hundred and one k, and I took the leap, which was one of the scariest and, yeah. <laughs> and most exciting things I think I've ever ever done in my life. Um, and from there, it's really just it's been a learning path, man. It was my biggest focus was get around the right kind of people that were doing what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and what in whatever kind of methodology that meant to learn from them and just you know be with them and kind of go through that process. I it has ultimately led me to this point where I'm just I've kind of seen like those ups and downs. And I now get like, I guess what that process is and what that idea is to go from general concept to like final product out the door and to really automate that flow. So you're not stuck in this trading dollars for hours perspective and you really can like automate the whole system. So it's kind of a a quick 30,000 foot overview, but uh, hopefully that answers it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and two thoughts slash questions coming out of that. One, as you mentioned, you know, a real drive to get around people who are really successful in your industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of my listeners are looking to build networks, are looking to build relationships with mentors and folks like that. So, tell me a little bit about, you know, going back to day one when you said, "I want to accomplish this." How did you go about that process?
0: So, I probably say one of the things I learned is is not always necessarily the person that has the most resources, but it's the person that's the most resourceful. So, regardless of whatever your situation is, I mean, if you're down here, if you're up here looking around and saying, okay, you know, not focusing on the, what don't I have, but what do I have and what are the connections that I can make and who are the people that are really doing it right. And I'd say, honestly, man, and if someone's just kind of getting started, one of the things, believe it or not, that was huge for me is you you can tell who those influencers are. You can easily spot them. You can identify them because they're doing things. They're putting stuff out They're, They're hanging around the right kind of people. If you want to know what they're doing nine times out of 10, they're happy to tell you. Like there was, I can probably think of two or three guys right off the bat that I just, I literally reached out to him. I saw him on social media. I said, Hey dude, my name is, I see you're doing incredible things. You got this going, this going, can I buy you a coffee? And two, maybe three of like my best friends now came because I just invited them out. I said, can I pick your brain for an hour? Happy to buy you, you know, coffee and lunch at a Starbucks and, and let's go from there. And like, just because I've done that, just the fact that I was willing to be vulnerable and say, Hey, I would love to learn what you're doing. I want to get in that spot. Just like you're always talking about communication. Um, will you show me, will you teach me? And people that are, are at that point that had that kind of expertise, mm-hmm are usually more than happy if you come off and you're genuine about it, that they'll be like, look, you know, I'd recommend do this, do this, do this, do this. And I just, I took them up on that action. And you kind of pull those little golden nuggets from each one of those people. You learn just by simply kind of watching what they're doing. And just, you kind of stay in their, in their vicinity.
2: It's really interesting. Um, And I have, I've always also been fascinated by how many folks say yes, when you have the courage to reach Mm -hmm. out. Everybody won't but some folks will. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also important that your approach was not one looking for something, right. You didn't say go, you didn't go, Hey, be on my podcast. Let me be on your podcast or, um, you know, promote my stuff. You went and said, Hey, I'm starting out. I'm looking to figure this thing out. Can you help me figure this thing out? I think that that, that's critical because I think a lot of folks maybe get to that point of having that conversation, but then they try to get something out of them, you know, and and that's that's not the approach you want to take early.
0: Yeah. And I'd say, so like prime example, uh, Jose Flores, like I saw that he was just, he was in that speaking, coaching, training realm. And, you know, he was talking to guys like Les Brown, who I was truly inspired by. And I said, okay, what, what are you doing? You're doing something right, man. And that one conversation, I just, my, my first focus is what's the kind of value that I can give to this guy where I can just be a valuable resource to him. And that's kind of been my approach with anyone that I've really just, you know, tried to get around and and to have that communication and that open dialogue with is give, give, give massive value, show what you can do uh, and then see where that leads you. It's not, Hey, what can I get from you? What can I take from you? Mm -hmm. And when we first met, like he had told me he was writing a book and, you know, I like to play around with like the, the techie gizmos and gadgets on the back end. And I was like, well, you know, I always wanted to do an audio version. So, how about I record your audiobook for you, and you know, we'll we'll work out something together, and we'll make it happen. So, uh, one conversation led to the next. He came over to my house. He and his wife Dre. I got a chance to meet myself and uh, and the two kids, and we recorded his audiobook. And then, you know, from there, like so many things clicked, and we just we got in like a whole totally different level, and we've created a beautiful friendship of that now, five something years later. But yeah, awesome. it was uh, it was all because of just that one reaching out and, and talking to him. Yeah,
2: and and Jose's a great guy, too. Um, We had Mm -hmm. him on the show previously, and he's just a a super good guy, um, obviously, and and fun to talk to, for sure. The other thing I want to dive into from what you said in the upfront piece is you talked about your own transformation and a passion to help others transform, Mm -hmm. and I'm always fascinated by how one person can help another find the motivation to transform their lives. It's like such a big boulder to move. Mm -hmm. I'm always curious of how you kind of build that kind of trust and connection to flip that, to help them flip their own switch, I guess I should say, because you can never flip the switch for them, but you have to help them flip their own switch.
0: So I'd say like, for me, just what I've learned, I guess, over the period of years, you can do that best. You can be most effective when you're really living in the gift of what you're really good at. Um, So I kind of help come behind, like working specifically with coaches and trainers to say, okay, you know, what are the, and, and I guess, let me. Let me backtrack a little bit. Most coaches, I think, struggle in that area because they're not totally focused on exactly what that whole process looks like from start to finish. So, if you come in as a coach and you say, hey, I'm going to help you transform A, B, and C, and this is what it's going to look like, I think a lot of that challenge is maybe even the coaches don't have their own systems and processes down to make that as easy to go through as possible. So, you know, okay, when we first start working together, we're going to have an hour breakthrough call and then we're going to set it up for the next three months. And then I've got, you know, staff on my team, that's going to walk you along the way. and Like to actually bring somebody through that, you yourself as your own business, as your own company need to be able to clearly communicate and articulate all these pieces that you're going to go through. So you establish confidence in your own process, your own procedures, your clients come to you. They fully understand like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. Like he gets this down same way. You have your podcast. Like you reached out to me. I have all my links. Like I have all the tools I need to be successful because you know what you're doing. And I think every coach needs to have that in place before they can even help that specific individual to get to where they want to be. So once we start to put those things in place, like I've learned for me, I started in that health and fitness realm and I ended up making that transition because that it wasn't, it was important to me, but it was, um, it wasn't like my natural gift. Like I knew like that was just something that was a piece of me that put me on like this coaching path, but not so much where I wanted to, to be, you know, like the full-time personal trainer or coach. Uh, and I just kind of felt that my natural gift was really organization, automation and accountability. So like, that's where I've set up my, my area of, I guess you could say specialty. So as far as being able to bring that to the clientele, me clearly communicating that, all right, you know, let's find the areas that you are most struggling with, And then let's set up a process to bring you all the way through. So, and same thing with a relationship coach, same thing with a weight loss or a transformation coach or a career coach, whatever that is. Uh, Does that answer, does that answer the question or you want me to dive deeper on a little bit of that?
2: No, I think that's great. I think part of it is building, uh, you're obviously building trust there, but you're also building trust in the fact that you're an authority, that you know what you're talking about when you come to the table with that kind of approach. Mm -hmm. Um, and and you let them know where they need to go to get there and kind of give them the structure and the framework that they need to follow. They still got to do the work, but Mm -hmm. you at least give them a path. I think that's really important.
0: Yeah. I think just really setting the expectations and clearly communicating what that is from both sides makes that journey so much easier. Yeah interesting and i think
2: it's also important not even from a coaching perspective right but think about folks who might be leading or managing right your own team Mm -hmm. that you're trying to develop um it it definitely fits in that realm as well that you need to show them where you need to go what the framework looks like and then help them get there
0: yeah and, and i think even the higher you get in the company at that point you wind up becoming more of that visionary leader that person that you have everybody not below you but you know people that you're providing that guidance to and if you can't clearly describe here's where we're at and here's what we want to get to, then it's their job to be able to act on each one of those single pieces. And if it's scattered, if it's all over the place, I mean, then you're just kind of wind up spinning your wheels. And I I know you talk a lot about, you know, just with, especially being in that leadership position to clearly identify, Hey guys, you know, here's what we want to accomplish. And then just kind of bringing everybody together to be able to, to get across whether that's a challenge or a new obstacle or, you know, something as simple as like, you know, new software or just a new concept, whatever that needs to be clearly laid out. Uh, And that's a lot of what, you know, even I focus on with the clients of let's just get, and that's even why I put that under my growing entrepreneurs is focus, you know, follow one course until successful uh, and just see that all the way through.
2: And it's so powerful to do that. Um, I find in my life, it's hard to do, right? It's hard to focus on Mm -hmm. one thing until it's done and not, get pulled in another direction or, um, you know, change your goal halfway through because it doesn't seem to be working. But when you commit to achieving something mm-hmm. and you stay committed to that, uh, you're not definitely guaranteed, but you're almost guaranteed to achieve it or at least achieve something positive in that direction. It's so powerful. Yeah, for sure. But so to switch topics a bit. Um, so this, just this morning, right? I'm working with my virtual assistant. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about scheduling a bunch of social media stuff you know, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Twitter, on all over the place, right? Facebook, Instagram, everything. Um, We're talking about how to schedule stuff and how to manage it and then how to communicate with folks who we're trying to engage through what we're posting. Um, And it's a lot to manage, man. So many conversations in so many different places. Um, And we think about communication as kind of what we're saying and understanding the other people, but there's also a part of managing it effectively. So I'd love to get your thoughts because I know that this is a real focus for you, right? Is how can mm-hmm. we manage all of our conversations more effectively?
0: Yeah, I think, so I, and I'll, I'll, I always harp on one tool. A buddy of mine actually introduced me to one very specifically, it's called Asana, A-S-A-N-A. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ultimately it's a project management tool. So there's, I mean, there's Asana, there's a million others. Like you probably see commercials all the time now for like monday.com, there's Trello. I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's another uh there's another one like click something that my buddy just told me about. But yeah, they, they pop up all over the place. At the end of the day, you need to have like you have all your documents over here that kind of house your information, like a Dropbox or a Google Drive, right? And then maybe have like your chats over here, like your messenger uh or your SMSs or your text or your um uh mini chat or uh what's the what's the other one? WhatsApp. So between the communication and between like where you house all your documents there's got to be some sort of like central hub that allows all this communication and dialogue to flow through with the correct process and procedures of what needs to happen. So any kind of SOP standard operating procedures, uh, anytime, you know, anything can be templated, especially on all the mundane stuff that comes in when you're invoicing a customer, like when you're doing your podcast, you have a very specific list of things that need to come out. So the communication that flows throughout your entire team, throughout your organization, you don't have to replicate it all the time. It's not on you. Like you don't become the bottleneck of like typing the same thing out or doing the same thing over and over and over. Mm -hmm. So what a tool like, and this is the first thing I ask every client I have, like where do you manage all your stuff? And most of them, most of them don't. So Mm -hmm. a project management tool like Asana allows you to be very specific where you can have teams, and then under each one of those teams, you can have a, a specific you know number of projects. And so, like let's just say one very specifically, is social media. So like you would go to social media, uh, you know maybe go to like your calendar or whatever kind of schedule you have. And then underneath there, you can set up in your columns. Okay, you know uh, general thoughts and ideas previously uh, recorded, you know, materials or podcast shows or whatever. Then the next one, okay, editing. And then your next one scheduled to be posted. And then the last one would be posted. And just the beauty of, of having a system like that is because once you put it in there, it's not going anywhere. And then once you get this templatized and say, okay, as soon as I'm done shooting this show, I send it to my VA, it slides to this box. He works on this. It slides to schedule to be posted. He slides it to this and then it's officially posted. It's good to go. And then I think the power that it gives you as a business owner is you want to be able to look at a dashboard. I don't care what, what kind of system it is, what kind of tool it is, but from a dashboard perspective, what is what I'm focused on? Where does it stand? What's the current state or progress? Because then you can tell really, really simply where's something going wrong or things going like really right. So, you know, if my goal personally was, I want to put out 10 brand new pieces of content within the next two weeks all around this one podcast episode that you and I are shooting. Then when you set up that system on the back end, you can clearly see, okay, you know, here's my five boards for this one piece. Here's my five board for like that next following week. And then, you know, you just communicate that with your, whether it's your VA or a partner or even just to yourself and say, all right, Today's day came around, it's assigned to me. Here's the date it needs to have happen. I can grab that. I can slide it over. Uh, and then, you know, it all reverts back to that communication that you have because if you establish that, I think from the very beginning of you're working with your VA, hey, VA, uh, John Smith, whatever your name is, when you come in here, here's exactly what you're going to see. Here's what I want you to do. And then you do this and then you do this. And the coolest part is that under each one of these projects, however you set it up in the back end, you can literally have a set standard of procedures of step one, step two, step three, step four. So there's complete clarity and as little confusion as possible. And as long as you house everything under like this one specific system, you can keep it all in there. It eliminates the having to, and you've probably do, done this. You go back and forth in a text message. Oh, wait, what did he say? Oh, uh, he's had a password to something. Oh, what did I promise I was going to do? It like, it wipes all that stuff out, man. You just keep it under one roof and just you're saying, like, I keep all my business and I keep my entire personal life all in there. It keeps things flowing so much easier than how it used to. Now, for someone like myself,
2: who's just not a very organized thinker, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I wish I was, I see the power and and the value in it, but I'm just Mm -hmm. not, I'm not good at staying on top of systems and processes on a consistent basis. Say I don't have any of that. And I want to start to build out my processes. Yeah. how, How do I go about that when I, you know, it's not necessarily talent of mine.
0: So I'd say it's just like anything else you want to accomplish. Same way I wanted to become an entrepreneur. My job was to get around and hire guys that did that full time so I could learn from them. Mm-hmm. So my biggest suggestion, it, look, this is not a pitch for me, but you know, find somebody that knows, like gets organization, gets automation, like knows how to do that. Work with them to make a system that works for you. If it's something that doesn't work for you, it doesn't matter how good the system is. It's going to be just cumbersome. It's going to annoy you. You're not going to use it. The goal is to make a tool and a system that's going to work for you. So then that way, when you come in, you have to think about it as little as humanly possible and you can focus on what you're really good at. Like, dude, you kick ass at doing podcasts. That's what you do. You do art of communication. You get big guys on here. They speak for you. Your sole job should be simply to focus on that and not have to worry about a system or a back end. We focus on that once we get it. So that way it looks like what you need to get to where you want to be. And then we leave it. I mean, obviously you can always have like little minor tweaks. You can add in pieces of, hey, I started doing this on my show or uh, I want to take on five new clients or maybe, hey, I have a brand new product. Like how can I integrate that into this so I can stay on top of it and then maybe set a brand new, you know, uh, standard operating procedure for my VA so he knows how to handle all these things. But the beautiful part is once you nail that down then ideally you should be good. Like, you know, when you open up McDonald's, they've got everything set across Mm -hmm. the board, right? They don't have to think about it. You can hire a 17-year-old. Here's how you make fries. This goes here, this goes here, this goes here, this goes here. And the business owner just really has to focus on, okay, you know, is the marketing good? How many customers do we have in? Like they don't have to check on all the back ends and this links to this and this links to that. So, you know, I'd say invest in yourself once to get it down, Because that, that one little pain point of just being able to knock that out can make everything so much easier later on down the line. And here's what it comes down to. And here's why I'm so passionate about it. When you're, I'm going to just use coaches just because I like to coach. If you really want to scale your business, the time that you spend on things that are not relatable to helping you grow clients Mm -hmm it sucks you away from being able to live at your highest level. So if I'm focused Mm -hmm. on uh, sending out specific emails or just trying to figure out how these things link or, you know, every single time somebody comes to me, like I have to like do a whole contract and all the rest of this, like that's time I'm not able to focus on my clientele. My only sole goal, you know, and probably similar to yours is I want to see money come into my bank. I want a brand new calendar thing scheduled on there. I want to hop on a call and I want to help somebody. Or you want to hop on a call and you want to do a podcast and then get, you know, residual income coming in. And that's how you're able to scale, I think, over a long time period. So, I think, you know, especially I'll see a lot of people, they wind up getting stuck. Okay, like I can only handle five or six clients. Well, it's also because you're having to do a lot of the back-end process that comes with that. But, you know, if you're really good at that communication piece with your clientele, then allow for a system to set you up. So all you have to do is literally hop on here. Your Zoom link's already sent out automatically. Text follow-ups are sent out automatically. Um, Contracts that are already pre-filled and done are sent out automatically. So we talk about your communication. Not only are you able to communicate more effectively and more efficiently with whatever kind of clientele you have or brand new person on your podcast because all this is set up, but now it's less headache on you. It's less headache on that person. Things happen. You don't forget nearly as much of, oh man, I just had five clients. One needs this, one needs this, one needs this. If you had a system that works in the back end and all of a sudden you literally could just drag somebody over or click two buttons and all this stuff happened for you, the communication that you now have with your clientele skyrockets because you've already taken care of all the hard work. That's the hard part. You make a promise to follow up on every single one of those promises. That's not easy if you're the one who's kind of bottlenecked and you're just trying to figure out like, how do I do all this stuff? Let it work for you, man. There's so many tools there that can help somebody out.
2: Yeah, 100%, 100%. So a big part of what you're helping folks manage is around developing demand, right? So I'm curious Mm -hmm. to get your thoughts on how how can we communicate with customers in a way that helps develop demand, you know, through lead magnets, through Mm -hmm. strong content. How do we understand what that target message is to connect with our target market?
0: So part of that is figuring out just in my opinion, what are you really good at? Like if you, if you could close your eyes and you said time and money were not an issue, how would you spend your day? What would you want to talk about? And when you think about it from that point, a lot of times what I've seen people do is they just, they chase after the money first. Like they see a lot of guys, you know, it could be a YouTube commercial. Hey dude, I just made $30,000 in my business. I'm going to show you how. And then all of a sudden they start taking this one course and they take the next course and it's like shiny object syndrome and they start picking at things that they think will make them cash fast. And then they try and implement on those. But here's the the challenge with that is that if you want to be really good and you want to do this for the long haul and you want to provide lead magnets that you can, that you can confidently stand behind and give value. Do you ever read that book uh, called good to great? Mm -hmm. I think it was Jim Collins. So he said, there's three things that if you really want to be a phenomenal business and go from like good to great, you got to love what you do. You got to be the best at what you do. And it's got to make financial sense. So if you can nail all three things of those, then when you put out a lead magnet, there's going to be a lot more value because I think it's going to be more heart generated and more internally, you know, given from a place of, Hey, I really want to help you in this area. Not just, Hey, here's an opt-in buy my shit. I'm going to try and sell you something. Mm -hmm. I think it's two different approaches. And honestly, like for a while, like I didn't get it when I first started and everyone that was doing really successful, uh, which when I first started, I was not said, you know, it's, it's gotta be about like, what can you give? What is the maximum amount of value and the best content that you can put out period? Because when you focus on that, people will gravitate towards that. Mm -hmm. So, and I kind of, I bring that full circle to say that, like for you, you do podcasting, you do art of communication. Now, if you had no idea, like what you were focused on, all of a sudden you wanted to just do like a whole PDF on like how to be like the best dog walker of 2020. Yeah. You'll get people that will like come into it, but that doesn't really speak to you. Like, you know, I mean, unless you have like this magical dog passion that I just don't know about, but you like, you do art of communication, right? So you'll probably put out a lead magnet, um, you know, top 15 things you didn't know about podcasting that you wish you would have before you started something to that extent because then you can bring people into your world and then you put them along this path uh, that's really like your value ladder. So it's okay. I'm going to start here with this free thing. I'm going to give you a massive amount of value, teach you what I know. uh, And one of the best, I guess, like approaches I've seen to it in terms of how you give that is tell them what you know. And then in order for someone to work with you on those things to be able to help them, that's where you really can start to charge and get what you're worth from a value perspective. So like for me, the two pieces I know, especially from the coaching aspect is really like that mindset and just kind of the, the basic fundamentals just to keep your head in the game. So like, that's why I wrote my first book. That's why I gave it out for free in both an ebook and as an audio version, because that to me was just like, okay, guys, here's pure content. Here's everything that's just helped me keep like a level head. And then the second book I'm working on is strictly around like that automation portion. And I give that out for free and so you know uh obviously russell brunson from ClickFunnels, right Mm -hmm. so very similar approach to that he put a lot of his best work into books and he gave those out for free and if you now look at his company because he has it from like a software perspective he's been able to just grow tremendously and then that's led to other programs that's led to other courses that's led to other coaching so i guess kind of full loop anybody that's listening right now says what should i give away Put it on an area that you're tremendously passionate about, that you're focused on, that you want to provide value to your core audience on. And it's a lot simpler, I think, than people really think to be able to create content like that.
2: Yeah, that's, it's it's kind of coming from a really authentic, heart-centered place, right? Mm -hmm. And developing from that, knowing that it will attract success versus following a path of just developing a model that, you know, to be successful in general and throwing it out there, um, mm-hmm. you know, expecting people to buy it. That's interesting. Yeah, I, mean, I completely agree with it. Um, not that you don't need those best practices from the models at work, but if you don't tie it to something that you really care about or passionate about and good at, you're not going to make it long-term. You're not going to have right. long-term success.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even when it gets hard, like that's when it gets hard, if you still have that one thing that you love, it's so much easier to stand behind it than if it's something that you couldn't stand in the first place. Yeah, uh, And then I, that's where I think a lot of people wind up tripping. Yeah, for sure. So tell me a little
2: bit about your podcast.
0: So uh, the podcast, funny enough, I had actually started a podcast in the health and fitness space a couple of years back. And I, I just, I love the concepts. It was actually it was myself and two other guys, we were both coaches, uh, all three of us were coaches. And one thing I learned from that really quickly is that from a networking perspective, the people that you can meet simply by the fact that you have a podcast, just it it grows exponentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, P90X, the workout program, mm-hmm. you know, Tony Horton, the main trainer guy. Mm-hmm. So we were only, we were beaten once every week, just as a general like accountability call. And we said, hey, do you guys wanna turn this into a podcast? And they're like, sure. So about, I don't know, 10 episodes in or something, one of uh, one of us wound up reaching out to him. And we said, hey, you know, we have a podcast for like you know, all these uh, health and fitness coaches, will you hop on? And he's like, sure. <laughs> So just the fact like, like that doesn't normally happen. And even if you hop into a room and he happens to be there, the fact that maybe you can go over and like get some of his time and talk to him, but all of a sudden a podcast, like we had an hour just to open up with a guy who's like this national celebrity. You know, obviously he's done like a lot of big things and had a lot of change in people's lives. So I early on understood the power of having a podcast. And number one thing that every influencer I've ever watched, they all say content is king. Mm -hmm. So when you're communicating, when you're putting your voice out there, the fact that you now literally, you have your own channel, you have your own show, you have a way for people to get to learn about you. And what's even cooler is you kind of become this conduit between where they are and between that person, that's where they want to be. And you kind of get to be that bridge in the middle. Now you become this like super valuable resource of like, Hey, I'm going to listen to this guy. I'm going to listen to Greg because he brings on guys that are like, holy moly. So that, that all of a sudden makes you 10 times more valuable. And I think just the simplest way is being able to leverage that audience that you maybe have some you know really good connections with so they can bring value immediately. Mm-hmm. And then over time, you start to kind of get your own voice. You kind of get to bring yourself into the picture like, um, like Steve Larson. I just had him on my podcast, you know, one of like the main ClickFunnels builders for a number of years, who's now grown his own audience and done all this. He told me, dude, it took him 180 episodes before he like actually like found his voice, before he found himself. So he had to go through a pretty good swing, a pretty good transition. But Mm -hmm. like now he has it to the point where he has loyal, devoted followers. And these are people like he doesn't need to sit there and just, you know, vomit links or just, you know, try and sell a bunch of crap because he gets dude gives so much value and has people that will just follow him all the way to the very end that the second he says, Hey guys, I just dropped this new course. I know it'll help you out a ton. That's what starts generating like massive amount of sales because he's super passionate about it and he's always putting out fire stuff. Just like you do on this podcast, man, you bring in like one rock star after the other and now people want to listen to you because they want to get better communication and then you just, you house all this additional information in there and you provide an awesome product. So uh, my biggest suggestion to anyone who's really just trying to get up and running, it's a little bit of work when you first start, but it is so, so worth it.
2: For sure. Completely agree. So your podcast, tell me about some of the, the, the topics that you're talking about there and who you're having on.
0: So funny, enough, I actually, I started my podcast last year. Uh, and the concept was like, I knew at some point I wanted to go off on my own. Cause I, I kept building other people's companies and like doing it for them, but I wanted mm-hmm. to do it for mm-hmm. mine. And initially I focused on more of like the online course e-learning space and then that's just, you know, it's kind of transitioned into actually like being your own entrepreneur, setting up your systems and scaling. So as I was going through, I touched on actually a couple different projects and like different topics, but it's still at the end of the day, I think it's really finding your voice. What exactly do you want to focus on? These first 10 episodes were a little bit of a mix just because it wasn't so honed in and focused, mm-hmm. but now it's really going to be more okay as a growing entrepreneur, like Tell me about your story. What got you over that hump? What were the biggest challenges you went through? What is the like okay, if I could do this over again, I would do this, I wouldn't do this. And the the whole premise of it is like I went from a 9 to 5 to now trying to do my own thing. That 5-year gap, that's that's like your muddy area. That's the hey, I'm super excited to hey, I'm super successful and all the craziness in the middle. That's what people want to hear because when you're in the dead center of like this, I'm stuck in the mud and my my tires are spinning. When you could hear that from other guys that have completely like achieved you know, their pinnacle of success or they're doing, you know, at least a little bit better than you are. You wanna ask these people, like, what are you doing? Like, how did you get over that? Where did you start? What were the tools you used? What were the tactics? And that's the pieces that we go over specifically. So if you feel like it's like, dude, I like I'm not getting anywhere, I'm like totally frustrated, or how do I even get started? You can listen to these people that are rocking and rolling with this stuff, because they'll come on and they'll say, you know, Hey, here's the concepts that I use every day. Or I recently like this one girl I interviewed Rachel, she totally shifted around her business from the first interview. So we completely reshot, uh, her new tactics took her from like normal 497 courses to now she's selling like 5k packages back to back. So like those jumps, like those are the things I want to be able to bring on there because Mm -hmm. most people just, they don't know how to do that stuff. And these people come on and say, hey, look, I do this, I do this, I do this. And as long, I mean, if you want to become a student of theirs, awesome. And a lot of them I learned from. But even just to apply those concepts to your own business, it it can really help.
2: Sure, sure. Very cool. Very cool. And I definitely second all the things that you mentioned about podcasting and the value of it. I've had a tremendous amount of conversations with amazing people that Mm -hmm. I would otherwise have no reason to chat with. You know, I have no reason to connect with. So it's been amazing so far. It's been a great journey. It's only been a few months, you know, so mm-hmm. that's, that's awesome. But so last couple of questions I'd like to ask everybody who I have on the show. first one is that I really believe in the power of conversations to change your life. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to ask everybody who I have on the show, if there's one conversation you can point to in your life that had a really big impact upon the direction that you ended up taking.
0: So again, going back to when you start getting your own business up and running, there's a guy started following excuse me, his name's uh, Stefan James. And he's got a business called Project Life Mastery. I want to say he's been doing this for the past, I don't know, like almost like 10 plus years. So, you know, the guy easily pulls in multiple six figures per month. And he's just, he's a very successful, but also very humble, like down to earth kind of guy. And you watch, you know, you kind of start, and it's funny. So he took me exactly through his value ladder, uh, where it was like free all the way up to like, you know, the, the highest end coaching or one of those packages that he had. So I took him up on that. In those conversations, I had about six conversations with him, and he was the one that about four years back helped me transition from general health and wellness to actually completely shifting the focus that I was heading towards. So that's where I am now. <clears throat> so kind of making that jump in that transition, I'll put it this way. I didn't have the money at the time to really invest in myself, but I did it anyways. And again, just like sometimes you got to take that leap even when you don't have it talking with him totally shifted my mindset from what I thought was the right way to go about it to where I'm at now. Uh, and that alone, even just through a couple of coaching sessions, because this guy knows what he's doing was, was a trem- uh, tremendous change in my life and the path I was on.
2: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So one 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 great conversation can really change the way that you think about things right, and change your mm-hmm. approach to whatever it is. Another thing that comes up often is, folks kind of knew they were okay at something but really didn't know how good they were until somebody told them and then mm-hmm. that motivated them to kind of put themselves out there sure you know and being a father of, of five kids i often think about how am i communicating with them around those kinds of things you know so it, it, just the dynamic around you know one conversation can change your life really fascinates me yeah so i appreciate that sure. second question um if, thinking about all you've done so far if there's one communication skill you could have had in more abundance that would have made it a lot easier what would that have been
0: I'd say the ability to sell myself, my ability to, to pitch my services and what I struggled for, for a long time with, for a long time, uh, it <clears throat> was really the ability where I, and again, I, I relate a lot of this to coaching and, and training and speaking because that's where the realm I'm at. But you'll find that most people that are in that coaching realm or even just giving your services in general, you have a desire to want to do it. But sometimes there's that conflict of wanting to ask for money in return because you just have this natural, hey, I love what I'm doing. Like, I just want to help you. I want to give this to you. But to ask for that money is a bit of a challenge. And I think when I, when I learned how to rephrase that communication, when I learned how to reshape my beliefs, on as far as you know, giving the value and everything in exchange for my services to you, that made a huge difference. So now I can confidently have a communication with somebody or a, a you know, dialogue with someone to say, hey, look, here's everything that we're gonna help you and it's gonna be this and it's gonna be this and it's gonna be this and being able to pitch those services confidently, not from a, like a hard sell, but a complete understanding that I'm gonna give you the best value you possibly can get and here's the price and here's why it's worth it. So I wish I would have had that a little bit earlier on. That probably would have changed things uh, quite dramatically, but live, live and learn. You got to learn things as you go. For sure. Last question for you. Who's the best
2: communicator that you know, either know of or know personally, you don't have to necessarily know them personally. Mm -hmm. And and why do you say that about them?
0: So there's one guy I got a chance to meet about a year and a half back. And actually it's really cool. He's going to be on my podcast next Monday. Uh, His name's Ron Mahaltra. And he created a program called the successful male and a few other pieces through that. Uh, so he lives overseas. I, I want to say, I want to say he's in Australia, but I remember when I had first met him, uh, he had the program, he was actually bringing here to the States. And I remember sitting down and when he stood up the comic, the conversation, just the communication and the way he explained everything, I was like, wow. And what I thought was even cooler is afterwards he came up to me uh, cause he also does Toastmasters as well. And a lot of times you ask for that feedback and he's like, you know, what could I have done differently? what could have been better? Where where did I, you know, did I miss anything? Did you have any suggestions or recommendations? So uh, I think just the fact that a, he gave a phenomenal presentation, just really humble down to earth guy, always talking with people, always giving like solid messages and then being able and willing to take feedback to even grow, even when he's at a level up here. I thought that was um, really a really cool trait.
2: Yeah, no, very cool. And And you mentioned Toastmasters. And it's not something I dove into very much on the show, but I'd just love to get your thoughts on your experiences with the organization and how it's helped you.
0: Yeah, uh, hands down, man, one of the best things I've ever done in my life. If anyone can ever go through anything, it is certainly worth the hour, maybe hour and a half to take out of the week and do. And when I first started doing it, uh, totally nerve wracking, had no idea. First speech, I had sweat pouring down my back. I mean, like the whole thing, I would, you know, everything I could have done wrong, I did wrong. And over time, you just, you gain confidence, not only in your communication and how you come across, but I think in a lot of different areas of your life as well. And you just become very conscious because I mean, the communication, the way you come across, I think it's, um, there's like a specific. I think it's seven thirty eight fifty two. It's like a whole breakdown, basically, of how you you know wind up presenting, mm-hmm. and it's amazing because even just like the words and the tonality are like on the smaller end, uh, but like your body posture, like all the things you don't even think about, is really what makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. And when you get into Toastmasters, you become extremely conscious of what you say and what you don't say, how you move, and you know if you if you're owning your own business. If you're not confident, like if I have a great, if I know I'm great at what I do, but if I'm sitting down here and I'm all crumped up and like my voice is like really low, like you learn how to overcome those things. So if you want to be a better business professional, if you want better communication, Toastmasters will help you above and beyond anything that I've ever been in uh, and seriously, seriously worth uh, looking into.
2: Very cool. Yeah, I may, might take an episode and dive into that a bit. It's not an organization I've been a part of, but I've heard a lot of great things about it mm-hmm. and and might be something that I explore in the future. So, well, And we do
0: them every, do them every Monday. Uh, obviously, it's all virtual. So if you want to look into it or any guests want to look into it, we're always happy to have people on.
2: Very cool, man. Very cool. So last question for you. Where can folks find you? Where can they find your books, your podcast, and, and see what you're up to?
0: Yeah, I'd probably say the easiest way is if you just go to growingentrepreneur.com it's got pretty much everything on there. So it's got the podcast, it's got the books, it's got social media. So it's kind of like the one-stop shop. And then if somebody wants to connect further, just go on there and they're happy to hit me up. Perfect, perfect. Well, can't tell you how much I appreciate your time today. It's a topic,
2: this idea of how do we manage the communication process, not mm-hmm. you know going beyond what we say and how we connect, but then how do we manage all the different conversations we're trying to have? Um, I think is a really important one, especially for anyone looking to grow their business through social media. Um, so I, I just really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your advice with the audience.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. My pleasure. Thank you.
2: For sure.
1: Don't let the momentum stop now. Continue your path towards connecting at another level by joining the Communication Nation. We'll be discussing today's topics as well as more real-world solutions to transforming your life personally and professionally at facebook.com groups slash join the Communication Nation. Remember, you're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and life. And that conversation starts right here on The Art of Communication.